0: FGC Hollywood, stay classy.
1: Because initially what I wanted to do, obviously COVID hit, but initially what I wanted to do is when I go to like Comic Breaker, a CEO, I was going to have like little side interviews with people like Obama or whoever.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's a good
1: idea. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast episode 31. Man, I'm so glad. Pringle, you're the man because ever since you suggested... Put the episode number at the top of the show notes. I don't know why. I get a brain fart every time I say, it, you know, at the end of that little uh, intro, I'm like, what episode is this? And then I look at the show notes. 31. Big letters. so Or big numbers. Um, episode 31, FC Hollywood. The best fighting game podcast right now. <laughs> even though we don't get all the love thanks combo breaker it's all good you know still love over here (laughs) i'm not salty or anything i'm i'm a little salty but that's okay Uh, um (laughs) my name is max blycer i'm joined as always by pringle the one pringle my man how you doing
0: doing pretty good man i uh dude i i think i told you was it two weeks ago but i picked up the sandbag give you all an update i managed to pick up the sandbag because i put more sand of it sand in it because it wasn't full all the way when i was working with it before and I would do like 150 feet, I think. So it was a good distance, amount of distance walking with it. But it, I think it was like at around 130, 140. And now I think it's a solid 150 plus, if not a little bit more. Because sadly, the sand got wet. So wet sand mm. is much heavier than the dry stuff. So like it's definitely somewhere between 150, 160. And I'm able to walk a decent amount of distance with it. So I'm over here. like I, I think I can finally probably do my whole weight like 190 pounds straight or like a 200 pound sandbag. And I can, excuse me, walk a couple steps with it. So I was like, damn, I like, I reached a whole nother accomplishment. Ah, it feels pretty good, man. I was like, the amount of dopamine just surged through my head and I was like, I picked that up, I'm a beast. And I was like, I can finally, I can, I can pick up the, like I have this big ass CRT TV that when I first got it, I needed help putting it up the stairs. Bro, I can pick that joint up by myself now, man. Like, I needed help with like two other people, man. I can pick that. It's a CRT that CRT is at least ninety nine pounds. This is why, me- This is why I don't like melee players. They want to play melee, but they don't want to do the work. They want to pick up these heavy ass fifty to hundred pounds CRTs, but they don't want to pick it up. But I can pick up my CRT now, and that joint is ginormous, man.
1: <laughs> Yo, I mean, if we're talking about. You know aspects that gatekeep from fighting games. That's one of them. Like if you want me to pick up a CRT, I ain't playing Melee, man. I ain't doing
0: it. <laughs> yeah, right If we ain't picking that CRT together, it ain't happening.
1: Mm-mm. No thanks. But hey, man, congratulations. We've been talking about your your sandbag progress for a long time, I believe, since last year, really, since you, yeah. you got them. Uh, back yeah. when they were still the price of schoolgirls, they're no longer the price of schoolgirls.
0: <laughs> yeah, the price of the sandwich was like four dollars, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's pretty dope, though. I really like uh training uh, that way, it feels more real. Yeah,
1: you get back into like the when Rocky went into the uh, to nature to fight, uh, yeah, like, man. I, uh... Uh, i love that that was that was a great montage probably the best i love that
0: montage yeah man i I love that montage you see drago just getting he's i don't know i don't want to i don't want to say steroids but it it pretty much oh it was steroids steroids. oh (laughs) yeah 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 so they were giving it. they just injecting that man with steroids and you see rocky running in snow he's in the
1: lab and stuff and he's got you know these protein shakes and steroids and he's doing all this you know this uh, advanced technology workout stuff and Rocky's just in the woods and he's chopping wood and he's carrying all sorts of shit. That was, yeah, that was a great montage. Rocky movies always have great montage. Although the one when Apollo takes him to like his old gym and they're running on the beach and stuff. I mean, that was pretty sick too. I like that one. Yeah. That's Rocky
0: three um oh, i need to watch my rockies man i only seen the first one dude Ah, <laughs> oh, dude you have yeah, to watch I know, five, I know. five kind of sucks i will say five sucks Is that the one where where he's like i oh, think i want to go back to the ring i'm like, like no, no that's Situranda. that's six oh okay, that's six okay. that one is
1: called uh i think that one is called like balboa i think yeah. that's Rocky i forgot balboa. what the movie's called yeah uh that one is uh that one's whack uh watch one through four and skip the last two because of okay. whatever. But, but like, um, I was a huge Rocky fan and I remember I used to watch those movies on repeat. And, and yeah. um, yeah, they're for a lot of people. Like a lot of people say they're not very good. And like cinematically the movies, no, it's not a no masterpiece or anything, but there's something about those type of movies that like get you going. And like even mm-hmm. bad movies can be good. So yeah man. it's, uh, I highly recommend The Rock, especially for some of these youngsters who have never seen Rocky. I mean, it, you know, it might not hold up in every single part, but you know, boxing is boxing, man. So it's like, yeah, man, it's it still uh, holds
0: up. Yeah, definitely. That's that's one of those. It's an underdog movie too. That's what's so cool about it. It's like watching somebody fighting so hard against all these things, and then he's training his ass off. Mm-hmm. The Italian Stallion. Yeah, man, it's freaking dope, dude. But uh, yeah. Real dope though, man. But yeah, basically I really like that functional level of strength. That's usually what strongman gears more towards that kind of functional strength really makes you stronger than anything. Cause like lifting in the gym and using like barbells and and that stuff, I would almost say that I felt like I grew a lot of mass, but, and I I grew, you know, strength too, but the, the strength you get from doing more functional things that I've been doing as of recently. Is like almost surreal, almost like I I went I was like going to the grocery store, man, and I was going in it and I went to grab a carton of milk and I felt like I just grabbed nothing, like I I just grabbed that joint with my hand and like mm-hmm. I put my hand all the my whole hand over the carton of milk, like what what is it like two gallons or whatever the hell the the, the thing of milk or whatever I grabbed a whole mm-hmm. milk and I just I felt like I just didn't even like pick it up, man, felt so surreal. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's different types of strength. That you know how they say there's like um, there's grown man strength. Oh my yeah, God, this, this dog is is something. I guess we'll we'll just say it now. So disclaimer for this show: I'm babys dog sitting this little mutt. Right, it's my dad's girlfriend's dog, and they went to Colorado for a weekend, and she, <laughs> Jesus Christ, she. uh. First of all, she's super needy. She needs attention all the time. Second of all, she's a little rascal. I have to have her here in the recording studio because oh she god. digs. <laughs> she digs in in everything. So it's if it's on the couch, if it's in the carpet, on my mattress. So I have to like keep an eye on her. Um, so hopefully she doesn't bark, and hopefully she. If I don't give her any attention, she stops. Oh my god, stop whining, and she uh, she goes to bed. If not, we'll take a small break. I'll put her. Somewhere <laughs> and then we'll continue, but uh yeah this this dog is uh gonna be probably a part of this show, so I apologize for anybody that's listening it's uh temporary so she's she's going away tomorrow um but yeah, I don't know why I was saying – oh yeah, um, dad's strength and grown man strength that's mm-hmm. uh, those are two two strengths that you get not through the gym but through life, like that's yeah you know, man. life gives you those uh and you ever shake like um whoever like i I used to live in the midwest for for a long time still do and you meet people and a lot of times you know they're blue collar farmers and you ever shake like a farmer's hand you're like god damn like that's there's you know (laughs) that's that's not a workout routine that's just life weighing you down and you're picking it back up man
0: (laughs) that's... that's what i'm saying like they them dudes are like just like strong just because they're out there working fields man
1: Mm -hmm. no respect respect that's uh something else
0: all right we're we're back
1: sorry um had to deal with with the doggos i don't even know where i was at but it's it's okay uh i guess we can just start with some of these show notes i probably should uh reconsider that best fighting game podcast title i gave us earlier because it ain't (laughs) starting so hot for episode (laughs) (laughs) 30 maybe comma breaker was right Okay, uh the first thing here that I have is a uh, state of the FGC. So that is officially done, my friend. The written portion took me 11 days. I'm just under <laughs> yeah, just just under 7200 words. God, and man. it is uh signed, sealed, and it's getting ready to be delivered i hopefully I'm targeting May 31st, so I got 16 days to edit this bad boy, and um, yeah, it's a pretty comprehensive piece, hopefully people like it when it comes out, but um, yeah, it took a while, but uh, it was, you know what was weird is like I was scared to start it because I didn't want to get it wrong, and then when I started it and started going through it, I, I got back into the groove, And Mm -hmm. by the end of it, I think I talked to you actually about this feeling is like, you know, by the time you're done with something that takes like a long journey to start to finish is when you get to the end point, you're like, oh, thank God I can exhale (laughs) and, and kind of be, be happy about it. So I'm, I'm done with like battle number one. This is, that was round one. Now the editing part is round two. So hopefully I can get this (laughs) (laughs)
0: dub. The editing might feel better. Honestly. Because, like, then you just have to kind of, you know, put everything together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see. I uh, There's a lot to, uh, to do, but hopefully I'll be able to get that done. Number two, Pringle, you and I have been talking a lot about how, like, you, we got all these games. And, mm-hmm. and you, know, with, you know, there's Plus R, there's 2002, there's Power Rangers, there's all these games, right? And here we are, FTC Hollywood, the two co-hosts, find ourselves playing... Demp's fighting herds and Rivals of Aether. <laughs> How about
0: that? <laughs> right, like, dude, dude, I'm not. I'm playing the least, like, least thought games. You would think we we'd be playing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a, like I played um, Tfh like two weeks ago, or was it a week ago. I'm not sure. And I was playing some Velvet and like, dude, it's so cool that she could like TK the ice and stuff like that. So I, when I, I went on like online, and I just started playing a lot of people and I started having a lot of fun, man. I just, I just kept kind of punch it through rematches and stuff. But yep. Rivals, man. Oh my god, dude, I've been, I've been playing. I put like 20 hours in the last couple of weeks in that game, man. And I'm just, I'm just going in, man. That game is fun as hell, dude. Like I'm like I am like I'm over here like I don't understand. Why isn't anybody playing? Like why don't all these Smash people play Rivals? It's basically the game you always wanted.
1: Yeah. I was ta- I think I was talking to somebody in the Discord and we were kind of going back and forth. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were talking about state of the FGC. Mm-hmm. And how I, I normally, traditionally, I don't include Smash in that because, not because I don't, you know, the, the the piece is called State of the FGC, not State of Fighting Games. If it was called State of Fighting Games, I'd put Smash, I'd put Rivals, I'd put whatever. For Honor, if you want me to put Catherine in there, I'll put Catherine in there. Blue but, guy. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, everything's a fighting game. You know, Fortnite's a fighting game now. Chun-Li is in it. So that's why I call it State of the FGC because it's more concise. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about rivals, you know. Why do you just said why do Smash people don't play Rivals? Is because the Smash community is exactly that. They're the Smash community. They're not really interested in anything that's not Smash, at least from my experience. And every every time somebody tells me, it's like, oh, that's not raw, or that's not right. They always tell me, it's like, well, my friend plays both Street Fighter Five and Smash Ultimate. It's like, okay, well, does your friend represent the entire Smash community? Because I guarantee you, if you talk. To just a random person, and that they, they tell you it was like, Oh, I'm a part of the FGC, I play Smash Brothers. They don't say that shit. They say, Oh, I play Smash Brothers. And it's like, Oh, what <laughs> hey, other hey, games? What hey, other hey, games hey. do you guys play? It was like, Oh, I don't know. Um, it ain't Gar or Mark of the Wolves, I guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't Last Blade. <laughs> no. So nothing by SNK,
0: definitely.
1: It's getting better but i it ain't there yet, so i I don't know. I just think a lot of people there there are outliers and some people that do cross over, but in my opinion, like it's still two different you know communities, uh-huh. and you see that in a lot of different examples, whether it's terminal i mean oh, yeah. we've talked about this multiple times, but there's a reason why I call it state of the f g c and there's a reason why smash isn't in there so plus, if I uh-huh. include smash especially this year, oh my God, it'd be like just yeah, you, you know to 14 pages yeah <laughs> i don't want, i don't want to talk about all that so yeah i understand why even though if you're saying that rivals is is really good and it's really fun and i believe mm-hmm. you even though i haven't played it i understand yeah. why smash
0: smash people won't won't try yeah, it were, just because it's not pay. smash you know yeah dude they, yeah i mean dbfz was one of the few i think that caught their interest like mm-hmm. that that game and uh that game. <laughs> I think that was like the only game that really caught their A eye. A little
1: bit of Street Fighter Five Early on, Street Fighter Five, some people
0: played it. Yeah, early on, but I, I definitely... I don't think they stuck with it, though. No, no, no! I don't see any of the names from any Smash game playing anything outside. Like, dude, they can just play that game forever, man. I feel like sometimes, like melee. I mean, look at a lot, look at a lot of those melee dudes playing man. and then the yeah. only guys can just play that. I like, I don't understand how the hell you can play a game for so long, like that long. Like, yeah, I put a long time in Skullgirls, but I didn't put ten or thirteen years in it. So <laughs> twenty. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, for real. Like, I, I ain't that damn long. I mm-hmm. I feel like I would have figured it out already. I would have been like, I'm bored.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing. I mean, hey, you know, whatever. It's it's yep. it's all good as long as they're having fun. Yep. And I wanna actually call back to that. So obviously, you know, you you're having a lot of fun with rivals. I'm having a lot of fun with TFH. I, I, I wanna call back to that when we start talking about the Guilty Gear beta, because I, I do have something yeah. to say about oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. Um uh, Hollywood show of the week. Speaking of shows and Rocky and all that, I've been watching this uh show that's been captivating a lot of people on the internet mostly because of a meme and mm. it's called Invincible it's like a superhero show and i'm i'm yeah. through 3 episodes it's uh it's weird it like it reminded me a little bit of alternate universe justice league but then it takes a twist and it's really violent really bloody and mm. it's it's pretty good it's um i don't know what great to give it i'm only 3 episodes in it's okay Uh, there's a couple of weird things there that happen as far as um animation and you know me like even though this is western animation i'm not a huge like anime guy Uh, this one is it's cool because of the fact that i don't have to read subtitles and i don't have to deal with like the whole you know the the japanese tropes they give some of these characters yeah but uh still like it's not not really my cup of tea but there are a couple things that happen in the story that are enough for me to be like all right I'll keep watching so I'll I'm only 3 episodes in I believe there's 11 for the first season so I'll catch you guys up if I ever finish it
0: I have seen that meme I didn't know about it but I have heard of the show cuz I've seen that meme like everywhere
1: Yeah uh, So and I know that I did, is the show done? I don't know if there's going to be more seasons from what I understand the first season oh, okay. is complete yeah
0: Oh okay okay so the first yeah, I'll probably catch it sooner or later.
1: Yeah. And that meme actually is like a major spoiler from what I understand. So Oh really? I don't yeah, I like I I've seen the image. I don't have context for it, but hey. I think it's really towards the later half of the ah. show. So oh, okay. I guess we'll see. But uh <laughs> it's yeah, for now it's okay. It's it's fairly decent, I would say. Hey. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, now, then we can transition over to Hollywood Question of the Week, and this comes from Discord. Cuttlefish Conglomerate asks I feel like this topic has been already discussed in some capacity before, but is there any justification to having infinites in modern fighting games, or should no fighting game have any infinites? I think we did talk about it when we talked actually about the previous uh, Guilty Gear Strive beta, when we talked about mm-hmm. Giovanna's Infinite and a couple of other infinites, and if there's a if they should take them out or if they should what they should do against them to counteract them and uh what is your take about infinites how, how do you feel about i mean you come from a game with skull girls that has the infinite pre- prevention the, system so
0: yeah the ips man mm-hmm. they're terrible they should really, it, like from what i read and i read pretty pretty extensively on some of that stuff but like from what i read mike z said that like infinites are really easy to patch like super easy He said that they're, like, generally just bugs in the game, and they can be patched, like, immediately. So anytime there's infinites, there's probably, like, they're overseeing um, some... Because, like, now that I think about it, probably with an infinite, if you're able to make something less negative on hit or something like that, you could probably just fix it all together, right? Or something really small, probably, that could just change. You change some of the numbers here and there. You could probably make it so that some of that stuff is easier, but easier to fix but one problem i have though is that usually what some people will say when it comes to t- t- trying to defend them is that they'll say that i mean they're really hard to do so you know it's all right and i'm like no hell no if someone can do it you know what i'm saying that's that's not cool in my book it, it, if one person can do it that's more than enough for me to be like no there shouldn't be any infinites because look at what happened with marvels capcom 3 and uh, what was it the dog the doom infinite everybody doing it man like everybody does the doom infinite and mm-hmm. it's like oh come on man or or mvc 2 and the myriad of infinites like because like in the end of the day an infinite is just like muscle memory once you get it down like you're good to go man you want you'll be able to get that hit nine times out of ten and when you get that hit all you gotta do is play the uh the muscle memory game because before like in skull it had the infinites because it, it didn't there was a way to bypass the IPS that was available there at the time. So, personally, for me, I'm not really cool with Infinite. I'm trying to remember if I did. I wonder if I changed my opinion on that from last time I talked about it or last time we talked about it. But I'm not really cool with Infinite. I, unless the game is supposed to be stupid busted. Like, like for a game like Marvel's Capcom, I feel like. That shouldn't have infinite because it doesn't necessarily make the game any better. It makes it worse for me personally. You know what it is to eat an incoming mix up, and then you get hit with an infinite. Like, dude, you didn't even like. All oh, you did, you didn't block low, so now you got to die. Like, that's not fair. You know, <laughs> that's yeah, terrible. You,
1: you better start taking a sip of that Capri Sun because this might <laughs> take a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, you ever seen that uh the K Brad video where some dude is hitting him with an infinite and he just walks away from the set mm-hmm. and he goes and gets a drink or something like that? It's hilarious. Um, but some games, like for instance, some games that are supposed to be broken and Infinite is cool, like it could be fun, I guess, like in the, the Sailor moon S game or whatever. That's that stupid game where you'll die probably to like two hits. So whatever, Infinite can be in that game. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I don't really think Infinite should be in fighting games. They're just, they just make it unfun because it's like the only person that's having fun is the guy doing it and he might not even really be having fun either. Because I remember the cave rat clip where the dude was doing it to cave rat And he didn't really even look like he was having fun either. I don't
1: think infinites uh, belong in any game. Unless, like you said, if, if it's just a silly game like Sailor Moon... Or, like, you know, any any game, game that, or like a game mode, like Omega again yeah. had like a super easy infinite to do. Like, if it's a silly game mode or if it's a silly game I, and infinites are a part of it, that's fine. But anything competitive, no, take that out. All right, Pringle, we got uh this is not a podcast correction, but it's a cool little piece of lore that uh, yeah. I enjoyed. So, you might enjoy it as well. This comes by Radix on Discord. And remember how we talked about umbrella we didn't know much about umbrella girl. because we're not lore guys and so he uh kind of cleared the picture for us here so radix on discord said as stated umbrella is parasol's sister and daughter of the previous skull girl but she's sort of the main focus of parasol's story basically she gets kidnapped by the bad guy so naturally parasol goes to rescue her but if i recall correctly the mother was pregnant with Umbrella around the same time she was a skull girl, so she has a high affinity for the skull heart, meaning without any interference, she would become the next skull girl. So, after Parasol beats Marie, she makes a wish to the Skullheart heart to stop her sister from becoming the next skull girl. But when it comes to making wishes to the Skullheart, heart, the price to pay is usually becoming the Skullgirl. girl. So, in the epilogue, Parasol trains Umbrella. To fight Skullgirls, as Parasol will eventually become the next Skullgirl. I thought that was kind of neat. Mm. you ever seen Samurai Jack? Where yeah, he's I mean I don't know how many times this fool has tried to find any way to like get back to the past to defeat <sighs> Aku, Right. Yeah, man. There's this one episode where I believe he is in the forest, and he knows that there's like this magic wishing well at the top of the tower, mm. and he has to go to get there, but there's there's three archers that are guarding the tower, and by the time he gets away from their arrows, and they're super accurate, and they're deadly, and they're really really good archers, he defeats them, and the the people that uh, he defeated, he, he like they're they're covered in black tar or whatever, and it looks like mm-hmm. the the stuff that's in the wishing well, and when one of the the archers says, "You know, be careful what you wish for with that thing because we we wished initially when we got up here we wanted to be the best archers ever, and what it did is it made us the best archers ever, but it also forced us to got to to guard the tower so with every it's kind of like monkey's paw, right? be careful what you wish for so at the end, you know Samurai Jack wishes for the well to be destroyed and doesn't go back to the past because of the fact because of the monkey monkey's paw type of uh." Uh, stipulation that it puts on it but that's I, f- I found that little backstory of Parasol kind of cool because I'm assuming that Umbrella does not know that Parasol made that wish to the skull heart, right so she's mm-hmm. almost like training her to defeat her in the future because she won't be able to do anything against turning into the next Skullgirl kind of neat I like lore like that yeah man okay now we can get to the big one so this I'm assuming is going to consume most of the show today and obviously has to do with guilty gears drive and our second open beta impressions obviously you and i have played a little bit of the beta i was a little busy finishing state of the fgc so i haven't had as much time to play with it as i want but i got enough from Mm -hmm. really i'm I'm really considering what i've taken from the last beta and combining the initial impression impressions of, of this one so i'll start with my first point here uh the game is still very very pretty like i i almost forgot like how pretty it is because i haven't seen it for a while and i'm playing tfh which is you know it's a good looking game but let's has a more cartoony art style whereas mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. strive is so cinematic and it's a, it's a really good looking game so that's one i'm getting used to the particle effects remember last time i said that they were kind of distracting this time i didn't yeah. feel it as much you know it was it was a part of the game the counter is still something that I'm like, ah, eh, it's not. Counter, <laughs> <God, that, that, laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> humongous, dude. Oh man, yeah. you know, it, would I like it to be that way? No. Can I get used to it? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I think I already kind of got used to it. It's, it's just a part of the game. I'm okay with it. And I think this is really going to be a theme with most yeah. of my impressions. I've kind of made peace with with yeah. Guilty Gear Strive, so I'm not as. I think the first beta was like it kind of took me off guard from. Or rather, it caught me off guard because I'm used to one version of Guilty Gear, or rather, with just plus R experience and Exit experience. And when I got Strive, I was like, "Whoa, this is kind of weird." But since I've already played Strive and now I'm playing it again, like I'm getting used to it. Which I believe it was Broken Wing who said is like, "I he was he thought that that was going to be the case. It's like once people really get their hands on it and get accustomed to it, they'll they'll come to." Just accept the way that it is so i think i'm i'm kind of there a couple of the negatives is i still found that there are certain stages that still suffer from the shading effects so yeah. some areas and stages mostly in the corners that uh, there's shading issues so it's kind of hard to see and depending on what character you're playing or and what they're doing in that specific time while in, they're in that specific area it kind of just makes it a little more difficult to, to kind of react to so i don't know if they can do anything about it there's they probably could but it at this point in time, with the amount of time they have allotted, I don't think it'll be on their priority because there's other game-breaking issues, especially with the newer characters, Eno and Angie, that uh, they have to fix before release. But uh, mm-hmm. it is something that I notice with, with... I don't know what the stages are called, which, by the way, one of the pet pieces of mine is like the the beginning is like... Uh, what's the what's the the guy in the, the
0: announcer in rambling? Kind of we knew. Like, Shut like, up, man! I, yeah, man, I heard Joe <laughs> ask for twenty times already. I get it, man. That's that a terrible design choice right there because yeah. it's at it least you can skip. Plays. It, yeah. yeah, you got you. Like, uh, you
1: somebody said in the, on Twitter, he's like, whenever you skip the. The uh the Guilty Gear Strive insert, uh, intro, the announcer just says "man," and then they put the picture of the horse at the, in the ocean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because like you could you skip it, but you you end up hearing the first part of it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have anything as far as like the the visual style of the game that you've noticed or have had issue with, or have liked, or any changes? Nah,
0: man, I I played it only for the time that I played it with you and Toby and I. Feels the same i didn't i actually played it with like one volume on the tv i didn't really care for hearing anything to be honest so (laughs) but no it still looks good i mean it doesn't really change much i i would say that yeah i I got used to it too because i already played it last time but it it feels like it's always kind of weird but i guess we'll talk about that later
1: yeah so i'm assuming if you only played it during the time you played with us so you've only played
0: chip and soul yeah i played chip soul and may they yeah they look cool. I mean I really like how Eno looks. I like how her, her glasses. That's a really cool mm-hmm. thing they gave her. But yeah I like how her how she comes in the level is pretty cool too. Like through a, like a portal kind of like Axel. That's pretty yeah.
1: Cool. And the guitars floating in her hand. I think she's yeah she looks really good. Um I guess we can get it out of the way. The there was some backlash as far as people talking about Eno's her uh, ending animation when she wins. Mm-hmm. She you know normally she takes off the jacket and she doesn't wear a shirt underneath it. So she just has a jacket over her shoulder, and she's topless, right, but you don't yeah. you don't really see anything, maybe a little side boob, but it's not animated or anything. So there's uh an uproar almost on Twitter, which doesn't make sense to me. like first of all, y'all are not even Eno players, so shut up, mm. like you probably yeah. play, you probably play Kai or something, so <laughs> and, uh, yeah. so people were angry about that. And I was like, that is such a weird thing to be angry about. Because if you want to be angry about anything with Eno, is like there's plenty of things you can find in plus R as far as her FRC timing that like that's the stuff you should be complaining about. Not that her jacket is, you know, now she has a a little cape on and she's she has a shirt, which by the way, I think looks great. I love her new redesign. I think it actually looks better than the old one. A lot of people Uh said that it doesn't make sense because of her personality, but it's a video game and it's a video game character so who gives a shit? like get over yourself you filthy kai player <laughs> <laughs> yo man Kai's like i'd
0: rather eat dirt than play that game <laughs> play that character I mean,
1: but no she's she's really cool i like the glasses as well so i played eno potemkin soul and uh anji and mm. they're all fun i didn't i didn't take soul and anji online i did take pot and uh eno online obviously but Demkin, I took him online because I just wanted to see what his uh changes were because he's mm-hmm. I played him pretty much exclusively last beta. And he kind of still feels the same. He still does fucking crazy damage. <laughs> like <Yeah>. dude, <laughs> he's
0: nuts. Um he's super fun though. I think still. they what they what they did with Pot is that they made Mega Fist and Hammer Fall negative. Yeah. Forward Mega beta. Fist, yeah.
1: Which uh I understand. Yeah. Uh, He's di- still for strive, he still does plenty amount of damage, and he can really steal around by stopping his hammer fall right next to you and then pop busting you. Like, that's yeah, that is definitely something he can still do. And you know, he's he's still a cool-ass character. So, I played him a little bit, he was fun. And then, obviously, I played Eno because she's my main character every time I play Guilty Gear. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest: so Eno feels like Eno, right? Yeah. And I, I, I've I've spoken to other Eno players, actual Eno players, not the fake ones on Twitter, and mm-hmm. they a lot of them had this sentiment where like she doesn't really feel like herself, but she's probably the closest out of anybody in the game to feel mm-hmm. like a previous version of herself. Right? She's not as yeah. crazy as like you know the way you think of May and Exert to the way she is in Strive. She's she's nowhere near that,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: she's still different and. This is my opinion. I don't... I actually feel... I, I think Eno is really, really close to what she is. It's mm. Guilty Gear that's different now. It's it's still Guilty Gear because it's chaotic. There's a lot of action. It's just the way you get there is different now. Yeah. So you don't... Not what I think of Strive. I don't think combos. It's high damage. And if you do get some combos, it's straight into Knockdown Oki. And the Oki isn't like super creative, but it's still there, at least with, uh, obviously it's early, but still with, with some of these characters, um, the knockdown Oki options aren't great unless you have meter and then you can kind of get more creative with it. But for the most part, it reminded me a lot of actually street fighter four, to be honest, like Mm. not crazy combos, but if you have meter for FADC, you can do a little more, Interesting things, and then you know, knockdown play a bit of a heavy part and it doesn't have the same amount of damage as Street Fighter 4. Street Fighter 4 didn't have uh, the crazy explosive offense that Shrive has, but the system yeah. kind of reminds me of it. There, obviously, there's more air dashing, mm-hmm. but the pace reminds me of Street Fighter 4. Mm. Is that a good or a bad thing? <laughs> well. If you're playing a traditional 2D fighter, I think it's a good thing cuz uh, I think yeah. its pacing is pretty good and mm. it's enjoyable to watch. But mm. when you're translating traditional 2D pacing to an air-dash anime fighter, I don't know how well that translates, but you know, we'll we'll get to it at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: The the lobby, right? We talked a lot about the lobby last time. We know how you
0: feel about the lobby. People got so salty that you did not like the lobby. <laughs> that lobby is still ass, man. What is, who made that garbage, man? Like I I am amazed. I think that's like a, a talent to be able to make it like worse. Like I don't know <laughs> You think it's worse <laughs> for me now. Personally. Yeah, man. Like I I mean, not to say that, yeah, adding the stations is good, but I read about a lot of people talking about the functions and having problems and people are still having the same problems they had, if not more from what I read uh, than they were before their ex- experiences with the last beta. Maybe except hmm. out the R code stuff. But yeah, so I read more into it because I like I was like, I didn't play it enough to really care much for it this time around. So, but I did read into other people's uh, thoughts and I went into, for first, I went into R Kappa, but you know how that, that that's some stream monsters yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, they're ca- they capping over there. But then I went actually to the Guilty Gear Reddit, and they were having the same complaints as the Kappa guys. Hmm. So I was like, wow. Yeah, man, a lot of them were saying that like they would teleport. Sometimes it would get into a match, and the connection would get lost, and they would be kind of stuck. Sometimes they would be rating up at, at the station, but then they would still try to teleport. The matchmaking had a couple of bumps here and there. So I actually read that, and that was like kind of like a general... I kind of like looked through a lot of stuff to see a kind of like a general consensus in mind when it came to the lobbies. Personally, I still don't like the lobbies because they're just not easy to get to. I don't know how to explain that because like you have to walk to them compared to like how they were in Rev 2 where all you got to do is move forward and you're already in the lobby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. But here, you got to like... It's still this big-ass room, so you have to move left, right, up, down, all that stuff to get to the lobby stuff. So I personally don't like it at all, but I just don't like the lobby design at all in general. It's trash to me. So
1: I don't know if I'm like completely on the opposite end. I did not like the lobby at all last time we played it, yeah. right? So I guess just to get to the top of this stuff. So obviously when we first started, because uh, you said R-Code, when we f- first started to try yeah. to play the beta, we got bodied by the R-Code for a good, I got bodied for a good, um, probably like two hours. And Oh my God, dude. I think after two hours it worked, but at that point, like I didn't really care because it was late, so I didn't, I didn't. I didn't play it until the night, until uh, the day after. So at least it wasn't like you know eight hours like last time. So that's good. I guess it's an improvement. Yeah. As far as the lobby is concerned, I will say that it's. I don't. I wouldn't say that, like it's growing on me, but I didn't mind it. I also take it with a giant grain of salt. I played maybe two hours of the beta, mm-hmm. so. You know, I don't know if there are issues. I personally didn't experience any, but I don't have a big sample size to tell you that otherwise that maybe there are issues. It's not an Mm -hmm. ideal lobby for me, but as long as I can get around, yeah, serviceable. I can get around. I do like the fact that you can dash now. I did see that like the Uh, one person got beat and then he's his he's crawling his dead body over to like another station. That was kind of uh, funny. Like (laughs) I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, I,
0: I did see that. Yeah, like. I really hate it, but like, it's definitely something where it's probably just going to grow on you because if you're going to keep playing the game, it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the inevitable. (laughs)
1: Yeah. You know, is it ideal? No. Is, is, like you said, is it serviceable for what it is? Yes. Is it going to change? No. So you might as well just deal with it. Yeah. I I was playing on Wi-Fi because I did not, I was not going to bring the PlayStation up here to connect to my modem and I was not going to bring the modem down there. Not for... Not for uh, a beta that I knew I was only going to play very sparingly. So I was playing on Wi-Fi. The netcode is actually better, I think, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi-wise. So yeah. last time I tried to play on Wi-Fi, it was unplayable. Like, I'm talking, there's no way we that, that looked like rollback. It looked like really bad delay. So mm-hmm. this time I played Laz on Wi-Fi. It was fine. I played you a couple times. Obviously, we had our issues. It disconnected three or four yeah, times in yeah, the yeah. beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But finally, once it worked, you know,
0: it wasn't so I, bad actually.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like I will say like it, it ain't TFH Wi-Fi. Like I yeah, will say yeah, this: I've played yeah. Wi-Fi, I played TFH on Wi-Fi just to test it, and like it's smooth. Or Skullgirls before you know the the shit went down with with two point oh and it, no I don't know what you want to call it. The season pass <laughs> changes and stuff. The beta,
0: I would say, after the beta, yeah. Probably.
1: And I've played that on Wi-Fi, and it was fine. And mm-hmm. so Strive is not there with its Wi-Fi, but I believe it's there with it's wired. So that's that's mm-hmm. good. They could probably fix that as they, they move along. So, yeah. you know, it's fine. There is a Wi-Fi indicator now I saw. So that's cool.
0: Oh, there is? Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Because thinking about it now, most people that are going to play these games, they're going to play on Wi-Fi. Like the casual audience is going to know about e so. So a lot of them are going to play it on Wi-Fi, to be honest.
1: One of the new things in this beta was the English um, voice acting. So... I don't know if you've heard any of them.
0: I did. I heard it all. I okay. Like, wow. <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: So you're actually a good bar to gauge this because you've done voice work before. Mm-hmm. So you can give me some... I didn't think they sounded good. I Not okay. because the people didn't do a good job, but I yeah. didn't feel like the voices were tailored to the characters the way yeah. like I believe I envisioned them to be. They sounded... Some of them sounded generic, and some of them mm. kind of sounded lazy. Giovanna,
0: specifically, I was just like, "This is weird." Oh my man. god, yeah, hers sounded like the mixing was poor. Like I heard a little bit of it, and I was like, "Who did this mixing?" It yeah. was very poor. Um, but I will let you keep going, and then I'll, I'll go into all that stuff because I got. Lots
1: Last to- thing I'll say is that the Japanese still sounds really good to me. So if, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Japanese. The English was mm-hmm. not
0: not my cup of tea. So i heard the voices and i think one problem that you had because you said it was pretty generic because i was like these are fine they're pretty serviceable the problem is is that so many of the especially the male voices they kind of fall into the same vocal range you know what i mean like Mm there's they're they're almost like in the same octaves with just a bit of an accent the ones that were the most different were axel right uh axel and i hated axel i heard i heard what yeah. the fuck? Sounds like is Steve I... from Techno yeah. 7. Like, yeah, I man, that, got that sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the most stereotypical English sounding person they could have grabbed or something like that for Axel. Mm. He sounded bad as hell, man. Uh Giovanna was terrible. I wasn't feeling pot at all. And no. pot is definitely a specific type of voice. You have to, you have to get it right. Kind of like when they got Big Band's voice. I Mike Z Mike Z said he heard the dude's voice, uh, uh, Richard Brown. He heard this dude's voice, and he was like, you're the voice of the big man. Like, he knew it once he saw it. But I feel like, and this is what tends to happen, I think, with a lot of um, English voiceover for the dubbing stuff, is that they're only kind of getting people that kind of sound like it, but it's not made and tailored to the character's voice. So it it's a very difficult thing that happens with English dubbing. And I would even say that the lip syncing was didn't help either, because some of the lip syncing, like Soul, I hate Soul's voice. Oh my God. Mm. I, I was like, this is not Soul. This is a dude that should sound like he's biting The subtitles books. don't
1: match either. Well, the subtitles yeah. don't match what they're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the subtitles didn't match either, so that threw me off. But yeah, so many of the males just don't, like they just sit into this octave that it just does not change. So many of them just had that same vocal range. And like May was I, I think May was good. I would say May was good. Uh Eno was like I, I think Eno was good. It was I would not say good, but nothing to write the home about that, but
1: serviceable. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, sir, very serviceable, but the person that did it was not the right voice. She had the yeah. right idea doing it, like voicing for her, but she was not the right voice. Because if you think about a lot of these Japanese voices, they are so tailored to the character mm-hmm. that it's super hard to hear an English voice and be like, that sounds good. They had like, and it from gauging from what I saw with the uh, experience of some of those VAs that they grabbed, it, it almost seemed like they just did unlimited budget works over here and grabbed anybody that could sound good. I think COVID doesn't help that either. So then maybe they didn't even have these dudes in a booth or anything like that. So
1: it's like they ask them, what's the here. voice you can do? And they're like, ah, eh, good enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, that's what it seems like. Serviceable. Because yeah. like, And if it worked, it worked. Would,
1: if it didn't, it is what it
0: is. Yeah, and, and I, I also looked into it, and people were saying they liked the English voicing. So people did like it, because yeah. I think it's, it's serviceable, you know what I mean? It's like decent, but I would, it's, it's not fitting, though. Especially when you've spent no. so much time listening to the Japanese dumb. It's very unfitting. Potemkin, and I do not like Faust at all, does not fit fit faust at all maybe like faust i feel like should have been a higher pitch tone you know what i mean he should have been hyper higher pitch but somehow still creepy in this very specific and different way that would be tailored to how weird faust is as a character but so many man Axel just threw me off though and like when i heard giovanna i was like dude who they got mumbling on the mic Like the chick some sounded TikTok like she person. was mumbling. <laughs> yeah, man, she sounded like she was just mumbling. I don't know what's going. On. I don't know. I'm like, who the hell mumbling? And I really yeah. didn't like Soul's voice. I felt felt like generic main character number seven. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I agree. I will say something you just said. They're not tailored for mm-hmm. the characters, and yeah, that was man. evident. You know what I found kind of cool is that it's first of all Japanese voice acting. I think it's really difficult to mimic with yeah, English voice acting because of the fact that they have these different inflections that they do with the language itself. So it's difficult mm-hmm. on these voice actors, but you can get creative with it. Do you know, um, obviously Labras from Persona 4 Arena? Mm-hmm. So she has in Japanese, like she people even pointed out, like she speaks weird. Because she has mm. this weird accent. Why does this robot have an accent? She has like the, I think they say it's a Kansai accent, which is like, I don't know. It's like exactly. South. Yeah. Like as down the, South, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's like meant to be like, if you have a Kansai accent, it means like you're you're like from the boonies or whatever. It's not Tokyo, Yeah, you're a right? hick. Yep. Yeah. So I guess the equivalent would be for us would be some some sort of regional accent here. Whether you're from Texas, you got that southern Southern accent, or if you're on the East Coast, What I I found cool about Labrys is because that's really difficult to mimic, you know, a Kansai accent in in English, they give her a Boston accent. And I was like, you know, it's not one for one, but it's kind of neat. Like, they just give this robot a Boston accent, and she sounds, like, hilarious. Like, it's funny. And, like, it actually fits her because Labrys is – she kind of has, like, a chip on her shoulder, and she's very – not edgy, but, like, she gets in there and – you know, if we know anything as Americans about people from Boston, like they're not you know they're a little rough around the edges, so yeah. it made sense to me. Is it tailor made? No, but it's really close. So like I respected that. I don't see that with strive
0: mm-hmm. they it, it, i because like you just remind me because in persona three, Agus has like she just sounds like a straight robot, but what mm-hmm. they did that's interesting what they did with Labrys. And I'm also sounding like, I don't know if you know Double from Skullgirls, but Double has like multiple voices that they did yep. specifically for her. So when you hear Labrys, it's like, sure it wasn't spe- too specific, but they thought about it. You know what yep. I'm saying? They thought about it. And it doesn't feel that way with the voice acting from Strive. Feels like they just grabbed every Joe Smoke. I could have been Pi- Potemkin and I would have been horrible. I would have, I would've, <laughs> That would have been me. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, that was awesome. <laughs> I want that mod now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <let me> get...
1: <laughs> speaking of voice acting have you seen the so there's the, this mod of uh in marvel vs. capcom 3 of like whenever somebody knocks you down we talked about in Discord. whenever somebody knocks you down it's the voice of k brad i'm gonna block this whack-ass makeup <laughs> <laughs> That's funny,
0: man, yeah. man. it's, oh, it's great
1: I guess just to wrap up the the voice acting, right? So Nin on Discord, he had a question, and he asked, if you could change one English voice actor or actress in in Shrive, one of the performances, who would it be, and which actor or actress would you replace them with? So I wrote down just so I could remember his name. Do you know Hellboy's voice actor from Injustice 2?
0: Mm, I think so.
1: He has like a deeper voice and he he's like he makes a lot of sense for who Hellboy is as a character. He's like, you know, kind of nonchalant but still badass. I would give that oh. to Soul because Soul is not like your typical hero, right? He's I don't know if I would categorize him as an anti-hero, but he's not like this typical protagonist. So, you want a little bit of edge out of him. I would give him Bruce Barker who did um hellboy and injustice too i think that would be a good fit um if i could choose
0: i would actually pick two it would be anything anything they could put tara strong in, put it in because <laughs> like she is like a god like right and uh, i've heard of
1: her before who does she do normally
0: um i think she's so like hold up she does a lot of characters but now that i think about it i think she is a voice in them fighting her she's arizona Oh, sick, dude. I fucking love Arizona. Yeah, she's great. Exactly. That's where I heard that voice. I was like, oh, because I'm pretty good at picking voices. So Mm. I heard her and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Arizona. I was like, yeah. What's Arizona? The thing that she always says? after You mess with the cow, you get the horns, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She said, yeah, that's her voice. So she would be godlike. I think she probably voiced for uh, the ponies too, man. So she was, uh, yeah, she's really good at like voicing like a lot of stuff. And I would also get, I think for Potemkin's voice, I would get the dude that voiced, uh, you ever seen, you've seen um, Cowboy Bebop? Mm -hmm. You remember Jet? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he could voice Potemkin, give him like an effect. And he was like, it's some guy, I forgot his name. He only had like very small roles, but like uh, Cowboy Bebop is just such a good anime that they they tailored it really well that the dubbing was kind of fit and molded to that case. So Jet would be probably a really good Potemkin if you added, like, the effect that, you know, that Potemkin usually has is that makes him sound like he's like a robot type yeah. of thing or like in a helmet or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. But, yeah, the Terra Strong thing is actually, now that I think of it, I'm, like, looking at it and everybody's like, yo, they got Tara Strong. That's nuts. So they when they got Terra Strong, it was probably a pretty big deal for uh, them fighting her because she's, like, a legend.
1: Yeah, no, she's she's great. I love her work with Arizona. She's uh, mm-hmm. she, she really embodies the... Uh, yeah, man, the, she's amazing, dude. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, so that's voice acting. I guess let's start actually talking about the game, mechanically mm-hmm. speaking. You know how we talked about the uh, announcement that they did before the beta, yeah. and they were talking about air dashing. Now I understand what they meant. Initially, when I read it, I didn't put a lot of stock into it because I was like, okay, it kind of makes sense. You're buffing anti-airs and you're nerfing a little bit of the air dashing to make the game not so heavily reliant on just jumping in for free and then getting all that damage because you know the game is going to have damage. And then I felt it, specifically even more so with Eno, because Eno is always airborne, right? That's her That's mm-hmm. her thing. So, it, remember when I said Street Fighter 4? I felt that, like, that's the type of mobility I was getting, and in an anime game that's not great. Uh, so you have, you're a bit of an, uh, a weird predicament here now because you're restricted in the air. And it's not uh-huh. like the ground mobility is all that smooth either. You're a little restricted on the ground as well. So it feels like you're almost swimming when you're jumping and air dashing, and then you're walking through like sand when you're on <laughs> the ground. You're basically saying you're playing fast
0: because air dash is him swimming in the air. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) But with Eno, it's weird because Mm -hmm. uh, so the game has like this weird, um, like stop and go pace to it, Mm -hmm. like this motion, and it it's almost it's even more so like enhanced because the stages are so small, and then the wall break mechanic is there, so. You stop and go, you break the wall, you stop and go, and it it's just a little weird. That's something you would have to get used to for sure. It just... It doesn't feel like Guilty Gear, which is weird, because uh-huh. it felt more so like Guilty Gear last beta. So this beta, it felt like a different game. Now, this is how I feel about the game. Like, to me... It feels like Grand Blue Fantasy, but it has a soul. If that makes any sense, like, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. It definitely has a soul.
1: Yeah, like the, <laughs> the characters.
0: <laughs> <I just laughs> thought about that.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no pun intended. But it has it has a soul in the fact that the characters are still true to what they are for the most part. Right. Obviously, they've right. changed a bunch of them, but the characters are still there. They're they got that rock and roll feel, and it's still Guilty Gear, like I mentioned earlier, and the way that yeah. it's like chaos it's still you know it's not super fast but it's still that that guilty gear feel you're just Mm. getting there a different way so you're not getting there with these crazy combos and and yrc or frc you know you're you're doing it with i guess less buttons but more damage and grandiose moves so that's uh you know, it's a definitely a change you would have to get used to. The air dashing is a little bit of a, a bummer the the way they nerfed it because it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't even feel as smooth as the assault mechanic in Undernight and Birth. Mm-hmm. It feels more restrictive than that because yeah. you don't really, at least with the assault, when you go, you go. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're jumping like crazy. With this one, you're, you're kind of jumping, but even then it's just kind of like like a hop.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, you you reminded me too because what's cool about O'Neal's Assault is that you could do it up close and it's kind of like a cut like version. Mm-hmm. So it's like you could do some pretty cool high setups, or yep. high stuff.
1: Yeah. It's definitely something you would have to get used to. The other notes I put down here is that in my opinion, again, it's early and I don't want to make this statement without saying, obviously you know, things could change. The game's going to grow. But Creativeness, in my opinion, offensively has been reduced um, because of the fact that the game now is catered to more damage, less combos. So you're going to just by inherently, just by the fact that the system mechanics now surround that, you're going to see less things out there. doesn't mean you're not going to see cool shit. You're still going to have, you know, crazy lab monsters do some really nice stuff. But in my opinion, I think the ceiling is lowered now to be seen to what degree I personally thought that like when I played it and I don't know I mean things could change like I said and I don't want to be taken here being like oh this is a baby game mm-hmm. now because that's not what I'm saying at all like don't don't freak out but I don't know how much more room it's going to have to grow from what I can see and this is just coming from like veteran fighting game eyes. now I could be wrong people could find stuff that I'll be like oh wow this is Actually, something I did not expect. But just with the mechanics alone that I see as the game stands today, a month before release, I think that the ceiling for this game is going to be pretty easy to to reach. And it'll mm. make for really interesting and competitive matches, but it won't keep us guessing from what we continue seeing competitively. It'll be the, more the same. It'll still be fun to watch, but, you know, the the constant questioning. I was like, Oh, I wonder what, you know, what layers are going to be added to this and that. I think we're going to see less and less of that as, you know, six months down the road. I think you'll see like mm-hmm. where strive is at.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I would say the combo system doesn't help it. Like it, it doesn't help. It's not very intuitive to the player. It's so counterintuitive to figuring out how you're supposed to even combo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The removal of the Gatling system really does actually make it harder. So like, it does, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to combo a lot of the buttons now. I can't even figure it out normally, and the lack of the uh the actual training mode is like like what are people supposed to do <laughs> like, i don't <laughs> I don't know how I'm not like I said before in a in a podcast a, a while ago, I'm not one of those people like desk. I'm not gonna figure out a combo just by sitting in I could sit in the room for four hours of the lab and I still won't figure that damn combo up dude I'm not like one of those people, and the way that the combo system is done. It's very restrictive to how, you know, some stuff connects. Like, for instance, I like this is something I learned and I was trying to figure out is like I, I anti-aired you. I think we were playing and I anti-aired you when you were doing um, I forgot what the, the chemical love move where she flies in the air, right? Yeah, that's horizontal chemical love. Yeah. So you can anti-air in the game because they buff the six piece. But I don't know if you can get anything out of it. Did you know that?
1: I, I tried a couple times, I couldn't, but then again, yeah. I, I, I haven't labbed it, so maybe, so, but I tried. Well, you
0: won't anti-air with Eno, period, anyways. No. But, like, so I tried that, and I realized that I think you can just go into a command normal, but there's you can't jump cancel it. You can't really do anything. You're probably going to have to use, like, meter. So then, like, I think still, like, anti-airing isn't as good maybe they'll do that more but i so like they definitely did lower the ceiling with a lot of the stuff because of so many more restrictions that they put into the game i i i i don't like it personally like there's way too much like things to just that they just restricting people with now that it, it's kind of like i don't it's it's so unintuitive to how i'm supposed to figure the game out now because if air dashing isn't that good like it took me I I don't understand air dashing really like it just doesn't feel good like personally I don't I don't know what I don't even it feels like I'm air dashing for no reason. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, they feel like two different mechanics that don't really complement each other. Like the jump yeah. and then the air dash feels separate to each
0: other. Yeah. So when you
1: combine them you're like, huh, that doesn't feel very smooth."
0: I think that there's not very much variation towards that s- that combo system because mm-hmm. of how specific it has to be now. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, not be- Gatlings are very free flowing, but the way that is, that's a very specific chain that people are gonna have to learn. And once they know it, there's probably not gonna be very much variance outside of it till maybe later down. The game's uh, lifespan. Mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna get too into it yet. I don't know if you I if you want to go for the grading part and stuff and then I'll get a little bit more into that stuff,
1: yeah, I understand. you said there's how am I supposed to figure this stuff out? Mm-hmm. It, I think it's gonna take a little while, especially transition coming from older guilty gears to figuring out yeah. how this combo system works, but mm-hmm. at least there's less to figure out. So once you yeah, yeah exactly. end up figuring it out. I was making the point in Discord, and I, I'm honestly saying this, just because now I've finally have like way more hours in the game, I think Guilty Gear Strive is easier to get into than them fighting herds. just mechanically. Oh, yeah.
0: Speaking. Oh definitely, man.
1: There's too Hell much yeah. shit going on in, in TFH for beginners to really wrap their head around. I have 50 hours in the yeah. game and just now I'm starting to get really comfortable with everything that's like, you know, defensively and, and offensively in that game. I'm starting to understand. it's like, okay, that's, that's why that interaction goes this way. These are my options here. If I want damage, I have to do the hop. If I want carry, I can just do regular jump. There's high jumps. There's back dashes. There's so many different variants to that game that I'm like, no. if I'm a beginner jeez, that's hard to figure out because uh-huh. the game looks like ponies and it looks like it's, you know, the tutorial is great, but that game is too deep and intricate once you start getting matches in. You're like, oh, shit, like there's there's a lot going on and uh-huh. you won't figure it out, especially with the tech roll mechanic. And there's a lot, right? There's just a lot in that game. And with Strive, I don't see that, if you want to call it a gate gatekeeping aspects or a barrier to entry, you can. I don't see that. I think beginners will be able to ingratiate themselves right away to playing. And the tutorial actually makes that clear. Be like, hey, this is what the game is. And then when you start playing the game, you're like, oh, shit, this is actually is what the game is. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense.
0: What you see is what you get.
1: Yep. Bef- finally is is the great factor. So mm-hmm. I personally think the game is good and it's fun for what it is. Like, I actually had fun. I had fun last beta, too. I had fun mm-hmm. this one. So I have about what four or five hours combined in two betas. I had a good time. Definitely something I could see myself playing casually. Okay, so Mm -hmm. i I don't see myself putting a lot of time into the game. The only reason why I would continue playing the game is because now I have you know Eno, and I really enjoy the character. So I would like to mess around with her. And Pot is still fun. You know, I'll probably still mess around with him. So Mm -hmm. the fun factor. Uh, Do you remember when I? beginning of the show where we're talking about rivals and tfh right Mm -hmm. and how we're having so much fun with those games Mm -hmm. guilty gear strive to me is fun but not at the cost of wanting to continue playing it if that makes sense like yeah i can have fun with it and it's it's enjoyable but it doesn't make me think about it and return to it it's it's good for the moment but not long-term. There are certain games, in my opinion, personally for me, that I played, and I was mm. like, I can't wait to get back. 2017 version of Tekken 7. 2018 mm. version of Undernight and Birth. 2020 version of Them's Fighting Herds. Those are games that I'm like, I had a blast. I can't wait to play again. With yeah, Guilty Gear Strive, I'm like, I had a lot of fun. And that's where it ends, you know. Like, yeah. I, I'm not really interested in returning. It doesn't mean it's a good or a bad game. It just means that personally for me, it doesn't make me that excited to to see more of it. But when I do see it,
0: I enjoy it. So, I'm not gonna. End, I'm not gonna start with it with how I feel first. I'm gonna okay. talk about the things that I noticed when I was playing. Then I'll leave it right. with that. Yeah, go and ahead. and I'll also talk about like how I looked into. Like I said earlier, I looked into other people's impressions on it too because I wanted to know. You know, I I, I don't want to be like, okay, I'm just sipping all this haterade and it's just me. And it's like, nah, it can't be this, <laughs> that. So, you're definitely not alone. It,
1: I've seen the sentiments yeah. online.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, man. And, and they grow stronger. Like, I didn't think that they would grow stronger, this beta, because personally, man, I didn't care much for it. I put it in, pa- it was in passing. I, I like downloaded it. It took like, it took, I spent more time downloading it than playing it. So, <laughs> So I was I was I downloading it and I was downloading it, I was playing rivals and I was having a good ass time. <laughs> <laughs> and um I learned I lo- I looked into it and a lot of people were having like qualms with the game. Some people were like I know somebody that plays my man No Slow, this dude's like a big Eno care you know player. He quit he's like he's like I well he's gonna play the game probably, but he-, he he canceled his pre-order of the deluxe edition. And it was like I'll probably buy the base game, but I'm not really liking this game. And when you said it earlier, I've, I saw that a lot of people – I had a friend, too, that was like, this is not – this is an Eno, man. This is not like – she is there, but they kind of butchered her. And it's probably like how you said it's the Guilty Gear game that she is in now that they had to tune it to her uh, in that case mm-hmm. compared to, like, how they butchered, like, May or something like that where they yeah. – or Kai. I think Kai's butchered because they took away Greed Server. So he's forever dried in yeah. dry-ass dry- breath. Yeah, man, and grinders. God damn, they took grinders <laughs> away. God, why are they doing a boy Good. like that? I <laughs> he was already boring. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes blocking grinders on the real, man. You can't I even see know. the dust, man. But um, one thing I saw is a lot of people were having problems with the lobbies. They had a lot of problems with the lobbies. That's a big thing, actually. And I think even when I played Toby, like, one, like, so me and you played, but I didn't realize that my PS4 wasn't running on, like, wired. It, but I had the Ethernet cord in it, but I forgot yeah. that they don't like automatically connect themselves when they're wired. So it was on Wi-Fi. So when we played Wi-Fi, it wasn't that bad. It would jump between three to seven frames. And I was like, okay, once we're able to start, because sometimes it's stupid because like it, it'll get to the point where it can like it's about to start the match. And then it goes connection loss. And then you get stuck in the lobby and I can't just challenge you yet. So mm-hmm. I have to wait like a couple minutes before we can start the match. And then when I was able to play Toby, I realized that his ping was like, his, it was really bad. And he was wired. <laughs> so that was funny as hell, man. That was so funny. And like, it was so bad for him. And like, I'm the, I'm the Wi-Fi guy. So he's the one suffering. While I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Some were saying they're having fun. But there was people that would be like, I don't, I don't play fighting games. But I'm getting into this game and I have like no idea what I'm supposed to do. The, to, the training mode isn't there, and I don't really understand the, the buttons. So how do I know what works with what? what And this is a problem I, I was saying earlier that I knew it was going to be this way, especially when I when I talked about it the first time I was complaining about the game, where I was like, there's there, they made it harder, and the idea was to make it easier. They made it harder by reducing the creativity and taking away the Gatlings, and I can understand that they wanted to change it. Like, I get that part. I'm over that stuff but they actually did make it harder because I'm reading through and new people that don't play fighting games are having trouble understanding it. And then you have people that do play fighting games that this is their first Guilty Gear and they're like I don't I don't really understand what am I like how do I connect things? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But some people had a lot of fun So general generally it seemed like people weren't enjoying this beta from what I was reading. Um but I, so, but when people had fun they had fun, right? That's mm-hmm. how it kind of goes. Like but they had a lot of A lot of nuances didn't make them enjoy the beta from what I was reading. Now, I go back to myself, and I'm going to be real, man. I felt nothing. Like, I didn't feel anything playing it That hour I played with with you and Toby, I didn't feel nothing out out of the game. I don't even know, like, when I played it, I just didn't feel much of anything. I didn't feel very interested to see what else I can do. No joy, no pain, pain, no sorrow. Nothing, man. Nothing at (laughs) all. I was just going through the motions, dude. Like, I just went through the motions. And I think what 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 the problem is, is that after playing it the first time in the open beta, it just felt like a worse game this time around, especially with the air dash stuff. So I felt like I was just playing the same thing, but like lesser. Then you realize that there's not, I don't think there's going to be much differences and nuances to the combos outside of some of the RC stuff. So you're gonna have combos that are probably gonna look all alike. And then it's like spec like spectating wise, I don't think it's gonna be that great personally. Like it'll be fun in terms of like guilty gear. And if I was commentating it, I'd have fun doing that. But mm. I think spectating wise, the game is gonna look pretty similar in terms of what are the same things you're gonna see. And it's not gonna be so much of like the oh this person plays this kind of way and this person plays this kind of way. So, like, for me personally, man, I was like, man, this kind of feels like a bootlegged O'Neill, man. Like, like, I was like, yo, why would I play this game when I could play Revs 2 or Plus R? Because I felt like those are, like, personally for me, those are better games. But I, you know, it is a different game. And I'm cool with it. I accept it for what it is. You know, I think it sucks, personally, man. Like, I I think that game is, like, dry it dry bread, honestly, man. Like, it is stale rock bread. But I think people will have fun with it, of course. But not me, man. Definitely not me. And like playing it, like that time, it felt like I felt nothing for it. Like it didn't even like it. It feels like it's not even fleshed out. Like and people were saying it feels unfinished. That's what it feels like when I'm playing the game. It feels pretty unfinished. You know, I rather play rivals or, or, or them fighting her, where like everything feels more like understanding. Like I, I put my, I pick like. I think about them's fighting errands and I pick up I pick up Tien and I knew exactly how to play here kind of like once I realized as soon as how how in, like intuitive the nature of the game is and how the combos work And like the combos, somehow TFH has it where the combos are easy to understand. You can pick it up and you can at least do a combo. So it appeals to the casual that wants to know how to do a combo because usually that's their barrier. They can't do a combo. So you you get in the game, you do a combo, and then you realize... It has
1: universal routes. It doesn't have auto combos, but it has universal routes. You can pick up any character and hit the same buttons.
0: Exactly, which helps too, right? Yeah. And so then you have this way where you can do this, pick up the game, and then you realize you're not even close to what the ocean has to offer. No. But then I see Guilty Gear, and I pick up the game, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And then I see that what you're supposed to do, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, that it seems like the same thing over and over again. Plus, I have to have 50 meter to do something because there's no option with 25 meters. So it's basically, it's, it feels like it's an all or nothing type of hmm. thing with the meter. So... It it definitely doesn't feel, like, I know people will like it because it's the new kid on the block. It's got good neck coat. It looks real good. But personally, man, that definitely not my game. I didn't really have anything to say for it. I'm kind of over it. I I would preferably not play that at all. Like, I would just play something else if I could. Yeah. It makes me just want to play something else, honestly. I, th- I'll, I will play Strive.
1: Mm-hmm. But for right now, TFH for me is number one. I believe Strive will be number two. And when Melty comes out, Strive will go to number three. And then when King of Fighters comes out, I don't think Strive will be on the list anymore. So yeah, I think yeah, man, I think those three games will be in rotation for me. But for, for the time being, I do think uh-huh. I will be able to enjoy Strive casually. But if I'm going to put effort into becoming better, TFH for me is all the way like I, now that i yeah, figured the amount of depth that i can explore in that game like my eyes widened and i was like oh my mm-hmm. god this is this is really dude. what's keeping me going and okay. i'm sure you're probably the same with rivals it's just like hey oh yeah
0: oh yeah dude I, like so that same feeling you have when i played i played rev 2 and when i first played rev i didn't like it at all like I, I just tried it multiple times i used Millian, i didn't like it when i first played may i was like whoa she could like do all of this stuff I was like, whoa, this character is nuts, man. This character is nuts. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I definitely understand it. And playing Rivals, I'm like, whoa, this character, this game is dope, man. Like, this is a real, this is like, the game has everything I like, and it takes away all the stuff I hate in Smash games. <laughs> it's great. So, uh, you know, I, I understand your
1: sentiments. I have seen... Mm-hmm some of the things online i will say just to close out our little guilty gear impression segment i still do believe this game will do very well out of Mm -hmm. of the gate with Mm -hmm. uh, newcomers with the mainstream i think it'll sell well for how long though i i really wonder for how long i think it has a lot of potential if arc system works plays their cards right I I don't know because, you know, Guilty Gear almost has a knack of, you know, people buy it and then they drop it. And then it's really up to the hardcore people to to keep it going. And Mm -hmm. Strive, I think, has a leg up in the fact that I think I can get the mainstreams a lot easier than Exord could, right? And, and, of course, Axon Core. But retaining those people, I don't know how they will do it especially if the beginners and the and the mainstream people that buy it start to plateau and usually mm-hmm. when when beginners start to plateau they start looking elsewhere so what can strive do there that isn't has to do with the story mode or the visuals like what else is the hook because right now it ain't them english voice actors that yeah
0: <laughs> Yo, bro, dude.
1: All right. The final question that has to do with our Stripe segment—I guess I should have brought it up earlier when we we're talking about NetPlay—is uh, see you on Patreon. He says, "I have a mm-hmm. question for Pringle. Why am I the only one he is ducking? Tell the people the truth, Pringle."
0: <laughs> I said that picture of a, uh, I sent that man a picture of uh, Donald Duck with ducks behind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even play. I honestly, after like an hour, I just felt like I got fooled. like, like yeah. after playing for like an hour, and I played Chip. So, and May, Like, one thing that they changed that I didn't like about May is that they changed her heavy dolphin. And it doesn't cause, like, a a wall knockdown or anything. You just get hit by it. And you stagger. And I hate that. But, uh, yeah, no. I don't really like playing. After an hour, I was just like, I'm kind of bored. Like, I just got bored.
1: You probably wouldn't have even been able to connect to him if you were on Wi-Fi until you figured out that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, right?
1: Because I tried. Initially, when I got to the lobby, he was there with his... uh, Mm -hmm. His, uh, his afro and his pools closed so whatever. And I tried to to bounce on a little kiosk and then it just said could not connect to the whatever. And I was like, all right, I'll go play Laz because he was bouncing over there. so mm-hmm. Yeah, on Wi-Fi, the game really struggles. But uh, TBD, you know, the game comes out June 11th. So just under a month, we'll, we'll see what happens with Strive. I still think it'll do pretty well. But uh, it definitely has been not polarizing but you know it's uh it's a game to watch out for i think Mm -hmm. it'll it'll keep some people and it'll probably turn some people
0: away but should be an interesting game i gotta ask you a question right quick man would Uh you have bought this game (laughs) full price um
1: is it 70 or 60 do you know it's 60 it's 60.
0: 60 i think the maybe the ps5 version is 70 but it's 60
1: here's the thing i would buy it but probably not for the r- reasons you might think i would i wouldn't buy it as a game i would want to play i would buy it as a game i would want to play with like hollywood and like run for yeah, it exactly and make that, it a community yeah. event but if this was a game that like i treat as i want to learn and get better and compete and have fun it's not no not my cup of tea but i can still have fun with it as a community game and just you know you know play a little bit and and have and run mm-hmm. tournaments and and enjoy it for what it is but as a personal game no i wouldn't i wouldn't play i wouldn't i wouldn't buy it
0: yeah exactly that's how i felt pretty much yeah like i wouldn't spend money on this like it's just too expensive too man like way too much cheaper games right now that's like worth
1: it yeah yep yep all
0: right one last thing for
1: the show this week is the uh our last fighting game news item and obviously we do this every week, it has to do with the King of Fighters, Leona. We got Leona last week. So on May 12th, 2021, SNK returned to its weekly character trailer for the King of Fighters 15, and this time showcased fan favorite Leona Hydern. Leona was initially teased during the game's initial debut trailer, so her inclusion to the game did not come by surprise. Leona is traditionally a part of Team Ikari Warriors, alongside Clark Still and Ralph Jones. She has been in most mainline KOF games, Her adoptive father is the commander of the Ikari Warriors team Hydern, and one other thing to note is that Leona has ties to Orochi due to her uh, the Orochi blood flow flowing inside of her. That's why her head turns or her hair turns red when she does certain supers and stuff. She gets all crazy. Uh. She's cool, right? She plays relatively the same as normal Kos, right? She she has a lot of charge motions. Uh, one thing I thought that was interesting is that she has—I uh, believe she had it even previously in other games. She has double scythe, you know, the moon slasher that mm-hmm. she does. Kind of yeah. looks like Saber Wolf and in Killer Instinct, and mm. that was cool. She did that in the corner. I believe she did that after she threw the uh, the pin, or not the pin. I don't know what that is. And she could delay it. So she could delay the explosion, and then do one moon slasher. Wait for them to come back down. Do another moon slasher. So she gets the charge motion. In. Kind of interesting. Animations don't look horrible, right? Like, she's not anywhere near what uh, Ryo's running animation looked. But again, nothing to write home about. I will say she's pretty. She's a really pretty character. I thought she looked good. (laughs) Uh, She looked better from the initial trailer. So that's good. looked like they worked on her a little bit, similar to my. And, yeah, lastly, uh, somebody brought it up in Discord. They said, you know, some of these trailers, you can really tell... The reused animations from from 14, right? They're not the exact same, right? The models are not the exact same. But you can tell that it's very difficult for them to do everything from the ground up. And when they do things from the ground up, Team CYS especially, they look fantastic, right? like Chris, Yashiro, especially Sherman. Yeah. They look incredible, I think. But some of these other characters, they're a bit of a hit or miss. She's not a miss, I don't think. I thought she looked
0: fine. And yeah, my abs though. Them abs, boy. He yeah, cook food oh on God. them joints, man. God damn, she was real. I was like, yo, what what work are you working on, Leona? Let me get up in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's doing the CrossFit while Terry is freaking, you know, doing the deadlifting and <laughs> Lord. I don't know <laughs> where... what Terry's doing. He's doing PGs, <laughs> <D-D's>, man. <Yeah. laughs>
0: he's doing roids.
1: Right. Yeah, he's doing something. And uh, Rios has joined him with his necklace ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, that man walks like a tank, man. He runs like a tank, oh, man.
1: yeah. But no, she looks cool. Uh, we'll see. I'm assuming Ralph and uh, and Clark will join. But uh, I, I would uh, assume that next week we're gonna get the complete completion of team's women's fighter. We'll see who mm-hmm. that is. Maybe it's a girl, Hinako. She'll come in there with them sumo stomps,
0: yeah. Oh, that'd be dope, man. I, I I hope, man. I hope she drops in this game, man. Because mm-hmm. if if she drops in, I'm like, I'm definitely buying KOF. Not day one, mm-hmm. though, probably not, but I'm definitely gonna get it. Yeah. So we'll
1: we'll see. And uh one last note here. So K Dash is the only character from the initial debut trailer that mm-hmm. has not uh, made an appearance yet. So he's uh he's on the horizon as well. But overall, you know, I wouldn't call this like a glorious rebound from last week, but better. You know, it's a little bit hot and cold with some of these trailers this one i was like okay you know i'll take it leona's pretty
0: <laughs> yeah yeah man i i was gonna say man now that i think about it like i like leona but the trailer man these trailers be feeling lukewarm bro like outside of like shirt like right now the only ones i could say that was like really no worry to me was like Shermy and like uh and terry terry's was sick but man i've been feeling pretty lukewarm on these trailers lately i feel like now like it's kind of messed up but now i'm like man Oh, it's Wednesday. No, it's KOF day. Like I'm feel, I feel like I ate a lot of the same thing, and now I'm like, I'm not appreciating it anymore. Yeah, that, that <laughs> that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, because now I'm like, oh, they're expecting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm expecting it, and I feel like they're not doing anything different with these character trailers. They're just, they're just kind of doing the same thing over and over, and and it's like, where's my expectations being shattered? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you promised me it Goddamn it it says it at the end of every ta- trailer so <laughs>
1: part of the course i guess we'll we'll mm. see what happens with uh, this game and hopefully uh i'm hoping we can get some more information soon especially as far as uh release window yeah i was i was saying that in my opinion and this is not because i don't want the game this year of course i would want the game this year but i think 2021 is a little busy for fighting games. I think 2022 would be a better year for KOF the beginning part of, Mm. of 2022 would be a a better year for, for this game to come out in simply because you think about this year, guilty gear strive is coming. Melty blood is also confirmed for this year and street fighter five is still doing fairly well with it's, especially with its fifth season. And Mm. when you look at 2022, it's kind of wide open I don't see Project L coming in that year. I think that game is a 2023 game. Oof. And oh, nice maybe DNF Duel will come out next year, but who knows? I mean, they've been so quiet with that game. I have no idea. We obviously know that uh, a new Virtua Fighter... Not a new one, but the so-called Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. That could be planned for 2022. But you know for sure, Tekken 8 or you know, Tekken Cross Street Fighter is not ready for 2022. There's no way Dragon Ball Fighters 2 is ready for 2022. So really, the King of Fighters 15 won't have a lot to compete with next year versus the end of this year, I think, is going to be a little crowded. So especially if they need more time, I think they should take it. But that is mostly me wanting the game to come out the best, in the best shape that it can. And if they need more time, they should Mm -hmm. take advantage of that.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, man, I agree. I I don't think that game was that that, that game, uh, the right game, yeah, man, I don't think that's coming any damn time. It's gonna take another five years, probably. I don't <laughs> I'll give it five years, man, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, honestly, right now, dude, I think the game that I'm thinking of that I kind of want to see happen is probably Melty Blood, man. I want to see. What happens with that game? Is it gonna be like it don't gotta have all of the moons, but is it gonna be like melty blood like what I played before on my laptop potato? I want that experience again because I think that experience is like it's not only is it amazing to see a new melty blood, but it's almost like it it's like, hey man, it's been a while and then I'm looking at it from like the distance in the beach. I'm like, yo, it has been a while, and then we come together and we hug. It's like that, man. It feels like, <laughs> it feels like it's like seeing your old homie, man. It's like, man, yeah. it's been a while, man.
1: It's like the end you of know? Shawshank Redemption.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man.
1: All right, Pringle. Uh, tell you what, I'll tell you. We don't have no fighting in topic of the week because I didn't. I guess technically, Guilty Gear was it, but it was a news item. So we're gonna skip that. I'll. We have four questions here for rollback listener questions since we're kind of mm-hmm. running short on time. We'll do one of them, and I'll let you pick. So okay. we got myths, we got rag, we got arrow, and we got mismatcher, all from Discord. Which one do you want to do? I know you have a soft spot for myths.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say let's do his because <laughs> his actually talks about Grand Blue, and I'd all like right. to talk about that.
1: Okay. So myths on Discord asked, "Do you think the FGC would be less hard on Grand Blue Fantasy versus if it had good netcode?" I feel like a lower price point and good netcode could allow this game. To be a good bridge between a casual player and more complex titles, and the FGC as a whole. So I added a little note there. This question actually came a little after we found out that uh, the Grand Blue Fantasy versus director Fukuhara Tetsuya. He did an interview with Grand mm-hmm. Cipher, which is the unofficial English resource for Grand Blue Fantasy. Where they were talking about the seventh anniversary, I believe, of multiple yeah. Grand Blue related titles, and versus obviously was a part of it. So he explained in an interview that while rollback is a must-have, and there have been some older games which managed to translate delay-based to rollback, specifically all the good work that uh, um, Code Mystics has done for mm. you know Garo and Last Blade Two and you know Two Thousand Two. He said he cannot say that the cost would be the same. For Psy games if they decided to incorporate that change in grand blue fantasy versus so the way i read it is basically it's too expensive to do and we're not re- really interested in investing those resources for a game that in my opinion i don't think grand blue fantasy versus has a future i think it's over it's like like our little um, gif in, in and yeah. discord
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's over <laughs> yo i think that if grand blue did have the rollback with good net code and a lower price point like i'd say like half of what it would be it probably would have worked out longer man like it definitely would have worked out i think i would even say definitely because like i don't like the gameplay it's poopy but like you know i can't say hey man i want to play i can't be like you know it's not that good but I'll give it a shot. Like for instance, if Guilty Gear Strive was like five dollars in a bargain bin sale, I'd get it because it's five dollars. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I'm not gonna pay sixty dollars for a game. I don't even like that much. So in the case of Grand Blue, if because Grand Blue barely goes on sale, which is another problem, and it hasn't even had much of a price drop, which is another problem. So you, they're selling these what are they like seven, eight dollar characters, and then you have the base game of sixty dollars. I think maybe it went up to like forty or fifty, but it's still very expensive for a game that, honestly, it seems like they did that season two. It almost feels like they did the season two just to be like, "Yeah, we did this season two as soon as we could, just so we could drop this game because we don't really give a damn about it, and it's just a cash grab." Because that's what it feels like. It feels like it was just a cash grab, like yeah. at this point. And the fact that they're saying they don't want to go with rollback. For whatever reason, it's like it almost—it tells me that maybe they just don't care for it. Look at Kamune, man. He, who knows how expensive it is for him with all that French bread money he got over there? But he's gonna <laughs> do it. You know what I'm saying? Because he cares about his freaking game. Because yeah. he knows people care about it. It don't matter how expensive it is. That's not like that's not an all be like end to it all. You know what I'm saying? Like you could always get more money if you're willing to. Just play around with the the funding. You could probably find a way around it, or maybe you could ask people in America that might be might even help you on the cheap for real man, to figure Games got the money. It's not like they yeah, don't got <laughs> it, dude. <laughs> Yo, for real, they got all that gotcha money, man. We come and come on over here, like guys, please help me figure yeah. out uh uh net uh freaking rollback. That man can't even speak English, and he's trying to figure it out, man. Come yeah. on, dude. He's putting he his the best, best Arxis
1: for help. Yeah. For and he has to get the fans on his side to try to get Arxis to help him to put a rollback in Undernight. And you know he don't doesn't have the money to do it, but he was just like, hey man, I'm kind of like a one-man army here, but I'll try to put this in the game.
0: For real. And like I can give him props because if he would go through such great lengths and Unil and Unistill or whatever had rollback, I'd be like, you know what? I think I might give this game another shot like on the real because rollback is a big thing and not only is it just rollback but it's a guy wanting to put his game above you know what i'm saying he he saw the fan base he saw how dedicated the word my dude he hurt he touched his heart man his soul his very being and he was like you know what i want to try to get this game where it should be but then you have grand blue where all they did was poop out another season to nerf and change a lot of things add more characters because of course They ain't got no time to make up rollback but they got plenty of time to sell you guys characters and all this other crap nobody really need and you know they don't care man they just want money in the end and i get it you know companies have to work in the accordance with money but it's also like it gets to a point where it feels like the devs aren't even making the decisions anymore it feels like it's just the marketing team making the big decisions and the devs just have to follow so it's very unfortunate for what happened with grand blue because it could have been something decent at least with some good net code and a decent price point, but a whole sixty and then like the season pass, like both of them, how much you spend like more than the more than the price of the base game? That's ridiculous, bro. Like come on, man. You can't you cannot justify that.
1: No. I think if you want both of them, it would be a hundred and twenty dollars and that's not including mm-hmm. the battle passes. So I don't know how much the battle passes are. Oh
0: my god. And then you have people that, like, now the game is pretty much like nobody's playing the thing. So what is it now, Discord <laughs> Fighter? Oh, my God. What is yeah. that picture, man? I know we mentioned it last time, but it's great. But it is a picture where, like, this dude's standing in the lobby and there's nobody in it. <laughs> and it's like, come on, man. This is, this is to be expected. It's like you set the game up for failure, but all you did was play the short game, man. You got to play the long game, man. These people out here not playing the long game. Playing the short man's game. That's how you get, that's how you get screwed, man. You know, I'm not trying to
1: be like I told you so, but personally, after. <laughs> I apologize.
0: That, yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like vindicated. Like I, from the start, I said, this game is not where it's at. And people were like, oh mm-hmm. no, you didn't give enough time. You haven't watched high level. You haven't this, you haven't that. Well, where are we at now? The fact that ponies. <laughs> Apologize. Has, yeah. Kiss my ring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Apologize, goddammit. Kiss my ring. <laughs> uh,
1: the fact that ponies has competitive concurrent players per hour and sometimes even peaks more than Grand Blue Fantasy Versus on Steam it should be really telling you that, like, there's no way. That a company of the stature of Games, with a developer as established, as Arc System works, cannot garner that much interest from people to play their game. Meanwhile, Ponies hardly freaking advertises the thing and just relies on rollback and word of mouth. And then they're doing comparable numbers? The That should be a failure, in in my opinion, because we're not talking. Pony's not a triple A game, whereas Psy Games is a triple A company making a game. Now, is is that a triple A game? I don't believe so, but it's much closer, (laughs) much closer Mm -hmm. than it would be than if you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's. This is not one of those things I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this game ended up this way. It's like, it's more like, oh, no shit. Like, we saw this in the beginning of 2020. Like, I could have told you in May of 2020 that this game is going to die within a year because, like, th- this if you're this how you're going to treat th- a fighting game, like, people see right through that shit. And I know there's certain people that are be like, oh, you don't understand, this game is great, just, you know, it has some issues, and obviously it costs too much. But when you start piling on, delay based net code with you know the the gameplay has a a fairly low ceiling as far as what you can do you Mm -hmm. can probably master a character within like three hours and by master i don't mean you're gonna know everything but you're gonna know enough and you're probably not gonna know much more after you're done with it and plus the fact that it costs so much listen as good as the rpg mode is and as good as...
0: (laughs) That's not that good, actually.
1: Well, even if it is, you know. And as good as the visuals are looking, and as much as cachet it has in Japan with those characters and that property, it ain't a substitute for what you need to make a fighting game work. So maybe if they could invest all that side games gotcha money in a time machine and come back within a year and redo (laughs) this freaking game... They would have a chance, but as it stands now, it's over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Like it really. Hey, man. They just don't care, man. Ah, man. It is. It is a shame, bro. Because Grand Blue is not even talked about. Like I look at, like not even man. Copper ain't even. Our copper ain't even doodling on it no more. That's how irrelevant it's become. (laughs) Once they ain't being doodled on, you become so irrelevant that nobody want to talk about your existence. Which that's the worse. worst thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just, that's exactly. That's the worst thing that could happen in a fighting game. Nobody cares. But, uh, yeah, Pringle, that's all we got for mm-hmm. a bit of a hectic episode of FGC Hollywood. 31 was uh, not as smooth sailing. I apologize to everybody. I know there's probably going to be some cuts in this episode because I had dogs barking and pizza delivery people. Oh, pizza. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly my roommate ordered pizza so it got the dogs going and um uh, yeah it was a bit of a hectic one so apologies for that i won't be dog sitting next week so it should be smooth sailing with good old Durkers sleeping while i record the show hopefully who knows if uh if i'm super speedy hopefully by the time i'm uh speaking into this mic next week state of the fgc is out and we maybe can talk about that. That could be fun. I'm, sh- I'm sure you'll, yeah. you, you won't pull any punches if uh, if you see me uh, making a clown out of myself. So it'll be good. To... <laughs> good do good you constructive favor. criticism. Yeah, that's what a good friend does. We have three uh, rollback questions. So we're going to roll back those to next week as well. Thank you for all the submissions. And uh, thank you all for listening. So this was FGC Hollywood episode 31. My name is Max Pleister. That is Pringle the One. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.
0: Peace, y'all. Take care.